0: Welcome back. We continue our conversation this morning. We have another interview, as I said, starting at this point in time. We welcome a gentleman joining us for the first time on the program. And of course, uh, coming to us from Tobago and speaking about what's going on, there's a lot of focus, a lot of concern about Tobago, the crime situation there. Let's welcome to our program, Minority Leader of the Tobago House of Assembly, Governor Morris. Good morning to you and welcome to our show.
1: Good morning, Satish. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. And let me wish everyone a safe, productive, and prosperous new year, as well as quickly offer my condolences to the families of former Chief Secretary, Mr. Huchoi Charles, and former Prime Minister, Mr. Basio Pandey.
0: Definitely. Um, It's nice to have you with us here this morning, and it's timely, the discussion that we're having And it focuses on what we've been seeing, what we've been hearing, what's being reported out of Tobago, and it focuses on the crime situation. I had the opportunity to be in Tobago, um, I think a year or two ago. And while I was there, I did not necessarily get the sense that um, the crime situation was bad, but you you could have gleaned from persons that... It was not necessarily the same Tobago of a couple of years ago. Things were different. People were moving a little different. There was a little more security. Things closed up and all that kind of thing at a certain hour. Um, And it suggested that things were moving in a specific direction. Last year, Tobago ended with, I think, and I'm subject to correction. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. It's highest murder figure ever. Is that so?
1: And uh, I think um, you you are correct on that note. Um, the previous figure I was told was um, either twelve or thirteen, but uh, the final count it was fourteen. And uh, um, of course, there's two. Um, the, the, there's a, another situation that, uh, once resolved, may just carry it up to, to sixteen. So. I mean the fact of the matter is in a small society and a small island like tobago one murder is one murder too many and uh, therefore we are all concerned as Tobagoans at this time we are concerned one at the individual level you know for personal safety and then at uh, the island wide and uh, at the economic Level, uh, what this means, you know, for Ireland going forward when it comes to tourism, uh, you know, one of the mantras of Tobago, one of the mantra of Tobago um, for quite some time was always branding Tobago as a safe space and a safe place uh, that one can visit and one can enjoy. And uh, therefore with uh, this uh, now increase in uh, murder it is something that we must reject. It's something that we must get to the bottom. And, uh, we must get to the source and root it out very quickly. It is mm. something that requires all of Tobago um, to really take a zero tolerance approach. to.
0: We've, we, we are being told that much of what we are seeing in Tobago is now the result of gang warfare and a gang culture that has taken root in Tobago that was imported from Trinidad. Um, Is that true in the first instance? And then when did we start seeing these trends developing? How far back?
1: Well, of course, um, we, we are not immune to the realities of what is happening nationally and uh, therefore there is some element of that but uh, we in tobago we also cannot turn a blind eye that there are elements in tobago who are prone and given to um de- um deviant behaviors and uh, therefore you know we must take a look at ourselves first and foremost before we um you know cast blame elsewhere And it means, therefore, we need to treat, we need to look at, as I have always said, crime has a very deep rooted social um, genesis. And uh, therefore, we must look at uh, what is happening in our homes to start with what is happening in our communities and what is even happening at the level of our administration uh, that would create the environment to, to allow for those factors to come in. And influence uh, the the persons in Tobago because at the end of the day, when you look when to. you look at the crime, it is Tobagonians that are being affected. It is Tobagonians who um, are victims in the first instance, and sometimes um, when it is detected, it is Tobagonians who are ultimately committing the crime. So. Um, To simply dismiss it as you know a natural spillover of our national circumstance and reality i think it it is quite quite short-sighted and therefore requires us to be more introspective to be more honest and uh, to treat with this head-on because i would tell you even when you look at what is happening in the schools at this time, right in Tobago, there are a number of issues that, ha- that, you know, that are happening that really leaves one in a state of concern and, uh, and really um, it sets the alarm uh, that we really require some serious social intervention. We re- require some serious strategic planning as well as to ensure uh, that we, at this time, you know, nip uh, this, this current crime wave in the bud and root it out as fast as possible.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I understand uh, as well how important this is going to be for, uh, how, how important dealing with this effectively is going to be for Tobago's development because there is an entire thrust now to promote tourism in a way that we've never done before, Um, And, of course, crime plays a role. Even though there there are those who will argue, well, yes, crime is prevalent all over the world, and you have other societies that are highly dependent on tourism, and the crime doesn't bother them. Like Jamaica, we spoke to someone out of Jamaica just prior to this interview, and Jamaica has had a crime situation that is bad. they found ways to mitigate it, yes, um, in some instances, but it has not impacted on their tourism negatively, Um, because the numbers that we see coming out of uh, Jamaica do not suggest that the crime has impacted on tourist arrivals. Uh, For Tobago, the situation may be different. And we've had instances in the past um, that have highlighted Tobago in a negative way, but those were seen as isolated incidents. And I remember the, the Miriam Green and her husband, I think his name was Peter, I can't remember, that Green incident where they were attacked at home, and the kind of publicity that got But that was not necessarily seen as a symbol of what was taking place. Rather, that was seen as an isolated incident, and um, by and large, Tobago has moved on from that. But now with a society as small as Tobago is, we have about 60,000 people, and you have uh, 14 or 16 murders for the year, Um, a lot of people here at home in in, in Trinidad and probably in other parts are sitting up and taking notice. Uh, What's the impact you think it's having on tourism tourism in tobago and future prospects for tu- tourism
1: well well it is of great concern for us because unlike places like jamaica and mexico which um in the grand scheme of things um the, it, it has a larger land mass and therefore you know it is easy to isolate um some of these these areas and uh, then promote uh, the safer spaces and Tobago don't have that luxury because we are quite small. And uh, therefore, you know, it is something that we, it, 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 in fact, it is something uh, that would always concern tourists, tourists would want to know that wherever they are going, um, the likelihood of them getting um, affected by crime is quite minimal and uh, so it means therefore that we in Tobago, um, we need to do what is required it, it in fact r- requires the administration currently which has been you know very quiet very quiet on this matter to really take a leadership firm leadership and uh, treat with this matter as a matter of island of an island as an island wide and national crisis uh, that really requires us. And the, 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 the thing about big is that we are quite small, which comes with some advantage that mm-hmm. in such a small society, we should be able to identify and uh, depict, um, identify those persons, those miscreants, and uh, and those persons who are committing the crimes. But we're still seeing a very low detection rate, rate which is worrisome we should be able to put the systems in place because Tobago, as I said, very small. We can use Tobago as a model for the island in terms of how you secure spaces community by community, region by region, island by island. And therefore we need to implement the modern technologies. There are some countries where you cannot turn a corner without being monitored um, digitally. And uh, perhaps I, I believe Tobago can be uh, the, the template for the rest of the country in terms of implementing such a system so that persons know uh, that their, their actions will be detected. And therefore, it, when, when there's a level of um, knowing that you can be caught in the act, I think that it, that in itself serves as a deterrent and then of course, we also have those social interventions as I mentioned that has to take place where we, we really treat with supporting families, providing the kind of assistance in terms of family life um, where we provide the, the social intervention. We also be able to treat with sport. I believe sport is a powerful tool in terms of moving communities to positive action. I remember in my own village of Wim, where we had some challenges with, you know, persons, um, violence and crime at one point in time. And one of the things we did was create a, we called it Save Sport Against Violence and Drug Abuse. And we were looking at various um activities within the community to engage these young people and we did see a positive turn around utilizing sport as as that vehicle and uh, uh, while sport might not work in every community there are other other activities and other interventions that may work so it, it requires an all of government all of ireland all the stakeholders coming together and all of us working together to ensure That, as I said, we root out uh, this current crime wave in Tobago because it really really would have a debilitating effect on tourism overall.
0: You know, I, I found it interesting that the authorities came out so quickly to say that what's going on in Tobago is linked to gang activity because gangs usually, when they set up shop, they're active. And gangs are involved in illegal drugs, in housebreaking, in murders, and murders, and a number of other things. Um, have those been seen? Uh, have those been recorded in Tobago and increasing in other types of crime uh, with, as, as a, a trickle-down effect of the gangs setting up shop in Tobago? Because I, I find it hard to accept that all we're getting from the gangs is murders. If they're in Tobago, they need to be doing something. Uh, unless they're just going to Tobago, Tobago's a hideout from Trinidad for the gang members. And as they over there, they're They're just shooting up everybody because the the rivalry exists. Are uh, other crimes in Tobago on the upswing uh, up as well?
1: Well, one one of the quite interestingly in terms of the gang activity, it is present. It is real. Um, um based on my understanding from uh, uh, the reports and uh, the investigations. Of, um some of the murder activities um, number of them have have been identified as drug related and uh, uh, therefore you know th- that aspect is is of concern and that aspect is a reality but at the same time we have the issues of domestic violence playing wearing its um it's ugly head in Tobago as well um and we, of course we had uh, the the murder-suicide, I think it was, um, as um, as one of those issues coming out of the domestic violence. And there are overall pressures coming from the economic realities in Tobago. And the, there's a number of young men unemployed and cannot find work. The private sector is dwindling in Tobago because the economic activity is at a standstill The THA at the same time is not able to carry the burden of that um, um, employment demand. And so there's general frustration, which also would give rise to persons getting involved in nefarious activities. So what what you're seeing playing out is a, a, a sort of perfect storm where you have all the various factors that uh, makes crime attractive really coming together on the island as we have never seen before and uh, you so you're seeing young men um, more willing to associate themselves with gangs and uh, associate themselves with criminal activity where where y- y- um persons young men are getting involved on blocks and with the blocks there there are different activities happening even in some communities small communities you have now one some young men falling out with the other and so things are playing out um so there's a number of factors happening all at the same time and uh, it goes back you know everything at the end of the day rise and falls on leadership. And it it, it goes back to the current leadership that we have in Tobago at this time that really seems to be clueless as to how do we address these issues in a meaningful way to ensure uh, that we limit or make undesirable, you know, uh, this whole issue of getting yourself involved in criminal activity.
0: Yeah, we need to take a couple of messages, but when we get back, we carry the conversation into some of the things that really need to get done, and we, we drill down into some of those. Tobago is a very small society, um, and to have a murder figure of 14 or possibly 16 is astronomical, and it's something that the THA, the the administration is going to have to justify to the Tobago population come the general election of 2025, um, and that's going to be a tough one for them. I, I am positive because... Here at home, the administration of the day has under its belt the first, second, and third highest murder figures in our country's history as well. So uh, we'll discuss that and some more. Our special guest, for those of you who may have joined the conversation late, is Minority Leader at the Tobago House of Assembly, Calvin Morris. A couple of quick messages and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Maintaining a healthy lifestyle can feel like a challenge at times, especially when you're already trying to balance everyday life. But when it comes to health and wellness, sometimes it's the small and consistent changes that make the biggest impact. Here's a tip to help you make simple adjustments within your daily routine that can have lasting effects. Brought to you by West Shore Medical Private Hospital Healthcare with a Heart. Drink water regularly. Not drinking enough water throughout the day can leave you feeling sore, tired, and unfocused. How much water should you be drinking? The answer depends on multiple factors, including your health, diet, physical activity, and general lifestyle. You've probably heard the eight glasses a day rule, but it's a bit tricky because people also get hydration from other beverages and from fruits and veggies too. In general, you can stay appropriately hydrated by drinking water throughout the day and if you feel thirsty. If you live in a warmer climate or are active daily, you may need to drink more water. Try carrying a reusable water bottle with you to make sure you get enough water every day. And did you know that you can even download an app to track how much water you're drinking? Tracking water intake in a paper planner can also be satisfying. That health and wellness tip was brought to you by West Shore Medical Private Hospital, Healthcare with a Heart. Stay tuned for more health and wellness tips right here on Freedom 106.5 FM. Just about 11 minutes before the top of the hour, we continue our conversations just a bit again. Our special guest, Minority Leader of the Tobago House of Assembly, Calvin Morris. Mr. Morris, before we went to the break, we were discussing a lot of what is taking place and probably why it's happening and what is being seen and reported in Tobago. And you were suggesting that there are some things that desperately need to be done, but they're not being done by the administration. What are some of those things? Let's get into greater detail um, confronting some of the challenges, you spoke about the schools and some of what's happening there. Tell us your opinion. What are some of the things that need to be done?
1: Well, well, first and foremost, with respect to the schools, and uh, we are seeing an increase in um, mis um, deviant behavior. Uh, you know, it, the the as I said, we need to treat with the social side of things, the behavioral side of things, and. Um, when I speak to persons in the education system, um, uh, they are quite frustrated because the resources aren't there to assist them and allow them to provide the kind of support required. Um, you know, we're now seeing at the national level uh, where there are conversations happening about whether how do we treat with persons who seem uh, not to be interested in the education side and perhaps because of that, uh, they become very disruptive. And we're seeing where there's a suggestion to have them enrolled in the MILAD program. In Tobago, we, we, we've always, and the, the previous administration, they would have adopted um, programs where uh, they, they sort of allow them to go into, um, there was a, 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 a sort of academy set up at um, I think it was Hope so, where they do some sort of reintegrative kind of um, approach, and they would go through a whole period of initiation um, there. And that more of that more of those kind of, of interventions are required. We also know that there are some in the families themselves, they they require some, some extra assistance. So in Tobago, we had a program such as the WeTech, the Women Empowerment Technology Center, which would also give assistance to mothers and that kind of thing. I know there was also a program to assist some of our single parents with being able to get um uh, daycare while they go out and work because that allows them also to earn. There's a program called REACH which also helps um, single parents to get involved in entrepreneurship and that kind of thing. So I'm saying at that level we need to to reinforce and resource those programs that would help you know families to be better able to cope with their situation. Um, something as simple and we may overlook it but persons being able to get assistance with food card in Tobago, uh, it was very easy before for someone to be able to get a $500 food card support short term. That allows them to provide the kind of nutrition because when a child leaves home hungry and have to go to school and then they become very irritated and it's very easy for them to set off into um, a, a, a sort of unpleasant behavior, and uh, you know, so so we may not. We, a lot of times, we tend to overlook uh, these things as small things, but these are some of the factors really driving the behaviors. And when you check it, it all comes back to the home. So it is important that we really get into um, understand the 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 subjects, we understand their challenges and treat with it from that perspective. As I said, again, in terms of sport, sport is a very powerful tool because whereas you may a sport and technical vocational studies as well. Um, I remember the days of the youth camp in Tobago, that saved a lot of young men. And when you listen, some of our best trained men today came out of that system and those are persons who would have otherwise been um, probably left behind and would have become um, a problem to society. But they have, they have been able to transform into being a positive contributor. And so we really need to boost those areas so that we can, uh, for those persons who aren't so academically inclined, there are avenues, uh, there are um support systems and i really want to give kudos to the in trinidad where i see the ministry of youth development they are really refocusing young people towards these kinds kind of programs that creates discipline that provides hope and so i would hope i would like to see a little bit more of that um, taking place in tobago as well
0: uh, that's all the time that we have this morning. But I know that Tobago is going to remain in the spotlight for quite some time. Uh, we've been told that by the police that they are setting up an anti-gang, some kind of thing in Tobago, because it's warranted at this point in yeah, time. But
1: You, you know, the, the thing is, those measures are so reactive. It's like you wait for the problem to fester, and then you now try to cover the wound. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you need to get to the point where we, we there, there's no wound to so we are proactive and we are preparing young people towards a positive contribution rather than allowing the situation allowing the factors to get so so overwhelming uh, that you know you're really against you're you're you're, you're behind mm-hmm. Why the, the the persons who are recruit because even the gangs seem to be more in front of us more aggressive in in viewing these young people and getting them involved in crime then we as the 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 actors within the society the 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 security forces and so forth we need to get more proactive in terms of ensuring that we treat with the problem rather than we that rather than we wait till the issues arise
0: and one of the things that you said that i found was really interesting is is because of the size of the society in Tobago, it should make the job easier because everybody practically knows everybody over there. And it, it, it's supposed to be easier to identify some of the problems. I, I want to thank you for being with us here this morning, and I'm sure that we'll have another conversation, um, uh, a couple more conversations moving forward as we track Tobago's progress in 2024. Uh, Minority Leader of the THA, Calvin Morris, thank you so much for being with us thank here this morning. Very much,
1: thank you take care
0: and that's where we drop the curtains on our interview and our show